0: Hallelujah. Praise God. Welcome back, friends. God bless you. Welcome to Word of Victory. And we just agree together today now, Father, for a word in season for each one of us, Lord, from your word. We just praise you and we thank you, Lord, that You, your word encourages us, you strengthen us, Um, in the inner person father by the power of your holy spirit in your word and we agree today lord we just loose ourselves from everything that's going on father i take authority over every spirit of negativity and fear and terror and turmoil i break the power of all chaos and disorder that the enemy is is uh, currently carrying out across this earth father god in jesus name i break the power of all fear uh, and I just thank you right now Father God we ask you to open our ears and let us hear your voice Lord in the name of Jesus and I thank you Lord just as as uh, the prophet heard your voice Father God you know he heard it in the still small voice and that's where, where God spoke to him and later on um, Richard um, our spiritual father is uh, you know just a mighty man of God and uh, he will I read from Psalm 46 and I think that's such a wonderful psalm, you know, be still and know that I am God. And the thing about the Lord is, is that when all this turmoil and all this chaos is going on all around us, God has not changed. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. He said, I am the Lord. I do not change. And praise God for that, you know, that God does not change. In fact, it says, friend, that he sits in the heavens on his throne and he laughs at what the enemy is doing. And that's what we're supposed to do as well. And you see, that's what, as we get deeper into faith with God and as we trust him and uh, study his word and do what it says, what happens is stability and peace um comes into our hearts and takes up residence within us by the power of his spirit and that is how we can you know even though we may be uh, walking through times of difficulty or there may be crisis going on we can have peace in the midst of that turmoil because God is on the throne and he does not change hallelujah if you go with me to exodus the book of exodus it's the second book in the bible and in chapter 15 and verse 22, um, in chapter 15, it's called the Song of Moses. And it's where Moses was exalting the Lord and recounting the wonderful things that God had done for his people, Israel. And in 22, we see here an encounter um, that the people had where they suddenly started murmuring and complaining because there was no water. Let's pick it up. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. They'd just seen this mighty miracle. Now bear this in mind. He brought them from the Red Sea, and then they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days into the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name was called Marah, or bitterness. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them, and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord, who heals you, Hallelujah? He is Jehovah Rapha, God, who is our healer. Then they came to Elam, where there were twelve wells of water and seventy palm trees, so they camped there by the waters. You know it's very interesting that they had seen God's hand move. They had seen you know back in chapter um twelve, thirteen, and fourteen they had seen. Pharaoh eventually relent and let them go. They had seen the Egyptians hand over wealth to them for the 400 years of slavery of no pay that they had endured and their their ancestors had endured in Egypt. They had seen um, as they came up to the Red Sea, the Red Sea was in front of them, the Egyptian army, the greatest army in the world, the Pharaoh's army, was behind them and there was nowhere for them to go. And they had seen God speak to Moses and tell him stretch his rod, his staff out over the Red Sea and they had seen that Red Sea part. They had seen three million, uh, up to three, three and a half million people cross on dry ground with the sea as a wall um, all around them. They had seen that as they got to the other side that their enemy, Pharaoh's army, was hot on their heels and came into the Red Sea They had watched as Moses had stretched his rod back out over the Red Sea and it had closed and came down upon Pharaoh's army because God had given them that word through Moses, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. For this enemy that you see today, you shall see no more forever. The Lord will fight for you. And you know, they had seen all this. And then then only three days had passed. Now, they were thirsty. They had gone into the wilderness and they could find no places of water. And so they start murmuring and complaining against God and against Moses. And Moses cried out. You can hear, you can hear even, you know, in the words that he's using here. And Moses cried out to the Lord. And the Lord answered him and showed him that if he would uh, merely as an act of faith... Sorry, that was just an alarm. If he would merely, as an act of faith, take a branch from a particular tree he showed him and throw it in the river. And the river, uh, the waters were then made sweet and they could drink it. And so, you know, the fickleness of of human nature, of human beings, that even within three days they had forgotten all the things they had had seen the Lord do for them. And the Lord revealed himself here um, as... Jehovah Rapha, God, our healer. Hallelujah. And that's who he wants to reveal himself to you today, friend. He is Jehovah Rapha, God, your healer. Not just um, healing in, in the physical realm, in your physical body, but he is your healer. Emotionally, mentally, God wants to be your healer and he wants you to trust him. Remember in our last podcast when we read the the encounter between Jesus and Jairus, the man whose daughter had just died. And Jesus ignored the the bearers who came from Jairus' house to tell him the great news that his daughter was now dead and he better come home and arrange the funeral and not bother with this guy who might do a miracle for him. And Jesus ignored what they said. And he looked at Jairus and he said, don't be afraid, only believe. How different our lives, our situations, our world would be if people would stop being afraid and just believe. Just trust God. Hallelujah. Give me a moment. I'm coming back. Mm -mm. Only believe. Hallelujah. And, you know, when in verse, um, still in Exodus 15, in verse... Twenty-seven. Then they came to Elam. So, after they had passed through the waters of Mara and had drank enough and, and had their fill of the water they needed, they came to Elam, where there was twelve wells of water and seventy palm trees. So they camped there by the waters. You know, that's the thing with the Lord. Often there are trials and tests that we go through, and it's not that God is testing you, but there are circumstances, perhaps um that are difficult and we just need to hold tough and and trust in the Lord as you know he is our refuge and um just not lose faith just trust him and know that he's in charge and that he will bring you through um he 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 brings people out of circumstances but often he brings people through and he brought the Israelites through the wilderness You know, because there was things there that they learnt. There was um, things that needed to be dealt with, issues that needed to be surfaced in their lives. And this was one of them, their constant fickleness, where they constantly forgot the things he did. You know, Moses had just sung this song, um, extolling the virtues of the Lord, the character of God, the power uh, that he showed as he delivered his people. And yet, uh, just right after that, they forgot that and start murmuring and complaining and you know as we said before we need to watch the words that are coming out of our mouths because remember friend in Proverbs eighteen twenty one, death and life are in the power of our tongue and those who love it those who love either speaking death or those who love either speaking life we will eat the fruit of what we've been speaking and isn't it interesting that God brought them out to this place after that test where there was not one brook or river or stream, but there was 12 springs of water and there was all these palms. So there was plenty of shade for them and their animals. You know, so he, he as we come out through tests and as we come out the other side, there's abundance and breakthrough there. And not only that, but we also uh, learn more about the character of God and how we can trust him in every circumstance and in every situation. Amen. And, you know, he said there, uh, I am the Lord who heals you. I will put none of the diseases on you which were, came upon the Egyptians. Let's go have a look at them for a minute. If you just flick back and it's in still in the book of Exodus. And I just wanted to look at um, just... Three of them in in Exodus chapter nine. This was when the um, Israelites were still in Egypt, and Pharaoh would not relent and let them go. And and uh, you know Moses kept coming to him, um, spurned on by the Lord. The Lord told him what to say to Moses: "Let my people go." And and Pharaoh kept um, declining. But um, as I was saying in the last podcast, you know, no matter what was going on in the land of egypt in the land in, in goshen which is where the israelites were living in egypt they were not affected by the plagues or by the diseases or by the the problems that egypt faced and egypt you see was um under the rule and the governance of pharaoh um and and and, and his the false gods that he worshiped but the people of israel the Israelites, they were under the governance of God. And so they were in a different, um, they may have been in the same land, but they were living in a different jurisdiction. Hallelujah. They were under a different jurisdiction. They were in the kingdom of God. And just take, for instance, in Exodus chapter 9, where it was the fifth plague, you know, these these. Ten plagues came and hit Egypt. And in the fifth plague, it was where the livestock were diseased. And in the start of chapter nine, Exodus chapter nine, the Lord said to Moses, go into Pharaoh and tell him, thus says the Lord God of of the Hebrews, let my people go that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let them go and still hold them, behold, the hand of the Lord will be on your cattle, in the field, on the horses, on the donkeys, on the camels, on the oxen and on the sheep, a very severe pestilence. And the Lord will make a difference between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt. So nothing shall die of all that belongs to the children of Israel. Then the Lord appointed a set time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord will do this thing in the land. So the Lord did this thing on the next day, and all the livestock of Egypt died. But of the livestock of the children of Israel, not one died. Then Pharaoh sent, and indeed, not even one of the livestock of the Israelites was dead. But the heart of Pharaoh became hard, and he did not let the people go. You know, um, none of the livestock of the people of Israel was touched. And so... In this storm that's going on in the world right now of this COVID virus, this thing that is on everyone's lips. My God, you can't walk down the street, (laughs) you know, and every single conversation. You cannot turn on the radio. You cannot turn on the TV and every topic um, that's being discussed, it's constantly covid the virus um how many beds are in icu the fact that they're all full now and there's no more icu beds there's there's no hope there's this sense of hopelessness and and being overwhelmed being released upon people it, that's bringing them to the brink you know people have actually there's a saying we have you know uh, gone off their trolleys and they actually have they are it's actually brought people to breaking point and there's a sense of, of, of no hope. And what I wanted to say is that in God's kingdom, that pestilence, that plague, has no power to destroy. When, when the, the angel of death came into the land of Egypt, the houses that were covered with the blood not one of them was touched and not one hair of one person's head inside those houses that were under the blood was touched by that uh, spirit of death. And that is there for you, friend. It is there for every one of us. But we need to watch out and see, you know, what is coming out of our mouths? What are we talking about? We need to be uh, careful and circumspect in the language that we're using because we're... The enemy is cute, you know, he knows how to press to press people's trigger buttons and to trigger fear, to trigger stress, to to trigger turmoil and chaos in a person. It can be very easy and it is just one button he needs to press. And and suddenly, you know, that person goes, oh, my God, what if what if this happened now? Or or if I went to the supermarket and and the trolley that I took, uh, someone with with Covid had had that trolley before me. Well, look, you know what the word of God says? It says in in Mark chapter 16 that even if uh, a believer drinks anything poisonous, it will by no means harm them. So you can speak out that, Father God, I thank you that I have to live in this world. I, I have to operate in this world. I need to go shopping. I need to go. My kids need to go to school. I need to go to work. I thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus, because Jesus shed his blood so that I could be cleansed and made whole and set free and delivered from the power of the enemy. And I thank you, Father, that it is the blood of Jesus that is against uh, the Satan, against the devil. And I thank you, Father, that I pray the blood of Jesus over my children in their school. I pray the blood of Jesus upon my workplace, uh, upon even as I go shopping, Lord. I thank you, Father, I am covered with the blood. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High God, under the shelter of your wings, Father. You are my refuge. You are my fortress. And I don't care what's going on around in the world. I don't care where the disease is or where the plague is. Once it comes near me or near my family or my household or my home or my workplace, it has to stop because the blood of Jesus is against it. It's nothing in my own power, but it is because of your power, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. And you see, this is what God said here. He he made a very clear distinction between his people and the world's people, and Egypt, always in the Bible, in, in you know, Egypt represents um, the world's system, and as we know, Satan is the god of this world, and he is the one who tries to uh, exert his power, which he doesn't have any uh, power except what people give him, and so that's why it's so important to line our words up with God's word we have no power in ourselves. The people of Israel had no power in themselves. They were completely helpless. But they, when they cried out to God, he is the one who fought their battles for them. And he is no different today, friend. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is on your side. And when God is for you, who can be against you? In Jesus' name, amen. So that was the plague of the livestock that were diseased. And you notice the disease came nowhere near the children of Israel's livestock. If you turn over the page, it's still in chapter 9. This is Exodus chapter 9. Let's see, verse 22. The Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand toward heaven, that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt, on man, on beast and on every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt. And Moses stretched out his rod toward heaven and the Lord sent thunder and hail and fire darted to the ground and the Lord rained hail down on the land of Egypt. So there was hail and fire mingled with the hail so very heavy that there was none like it in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. And the hail struck throughout the whole land of Egypt, all that was in the field, both man and beast. And the hail struck every herb of the field and broke every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, there was no hail. Hallelujah. There was no hail because there is a difference. The Lord said there will be a difference between those who serve the Lord and those who do not. So it is, you know, vital that we learn uh, what God, uh, what God's word says and that we apply it and activate it in our lives. And how we apply it and activate it is with, hello, open your mouth, your tongue. You will have whatever you say. Just one final one before we go look at this. In chapter 10, Exodus chapter 10 and verse 21. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, darkness which may even be felt. That's pretty dark, isn't it? And I believe that same darkness is upon the earth right now. You can tangibly feel the darkness and the heaviness, the the terror and the fear. You can see it in people's eyes. People uh, who are, you know, very ordinary, sane, normal people are suddenly taking five steps back from each other in case that they get contaminated. People who are normally very friendly and outgoing and generous and kind are are looking at each other with suspicion. I wonder, does he have it? I wonder, does she have it? (gasps) You know, there could be something. There could be something about that one. I need to stay away from them. Get away from me. Don't stand near me. Don't touch anything I'm touching. You know, uh, this this kind of, um, I don't know, I, I, I call it Gestapo, policing each other. And it's very dangerous. So, the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand towards heaven, that there may be darkness over the land, darkness which may even be felt. We are feeling that darkness. So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven and there was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. They did not see one another nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. That's interesting, isn't it? Right now people are being shut in, locked in to their homes, being told not go outside the door. Don't go outside the door in case you get it. And yet, They're still getting it. (laughs) Uh, But what happened to the children of Israel? They couldn't see anything, the people in Egypt, the the Egyptians rather. But the people, the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. You know, did the Egyptians not look and see? Hang on a minute. We are in complete darkness. The land is in complete darkness. But how come that place has got light? How come they have light and we don't? Could it be something to do with the God that they worship? Hallelujah. No matter what's going on, friend, there is a place for you to be safe, to be shielded, to be uh, given refuge And it is in the arms of your loving Heavenly Father who loves you and who has a good plan for your life. Let's just have a look at uh, the book of Malachi. It's the last book in the Old Testament. In the book of Malachi, excuse me. And it's chapter three. (coughs) Excuse me. I don't have it. Don't worry. My throat is just hoarse. Hallelujah. Um, Malachi 3, verse 16. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, On that day, I will make them my jewels, my special treasure, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. There is a difference between those who serve the Lord and those who don't. And, you know, the difference is, is that, Anyone who knows the Lord and who serves him and who knows his word will have stability and peace, even in the midst of turmoil and darkness. In fact, in the midst of darkness, we are to arise and shine. Jesus said you don't put a lamp under a bushel. You don't get some kind of a big basket and cover over a lamp so that it stops its light or tries to block its light. No, he said, you put the lamp up in a lampstand where it can light the whole place. And that is what the children of God, people who trust in the Lord, who know him, are to do. We are to shine and to let our light shine. And the light we have is nothing to do with ourselves. It is to do with the one who came to save us, Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the Messiah, who came that whoever would believe in him would have life, would have peace, would have health, would have strength would have uh, restoration with God and reconciliation with Father God in righteousness. He came to to do this exchange and, and the cross was the place where the exchange was made. He exchanged his perfect sinless life so that he could take our sins and he gave us his righteousness. He gave us his right standing with God as a free gift. It's a free gift of salvation. And we are to do something with that free gift of salvation, friend. We are not to go around, you know, um, hiding our light. We are to live for Jesus. We are to live uh, as lights shining for him in peace, in stability. There, We are to show that there is a difference between those who serve the Lord and those who don't. Not in an arrogant, um, you know, way, but to love people and to... Pray for them to intercede. And tonight, you know, let's pray together for our nation and for all the nations of the world. Let's pray for our leaders, for our those who are in government over us, because they are in a precarious place at the moment. They are making decisions where most of them are being influenced by the world's wisdom. And that wisdom comes from the demonic. It comes from the devil. And so that's why they are in utter confusion and why they have no answers. But when uh, governments and leaders will humble themselves before God and will say, Father, I have no answer to this and I have no clue what to do, you know, but my eyes are upon you. Jehoshaphat did it. I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, but let's go have a look at it just one more time. You know, I believe this is a, a model for anyone who is in government or who is in leadership of any kind. Listen, you don't have the answers. You know as well as I do, you have no power in yourself. Just the same as I know in myself, I have no power. But with God, uh, you know, in Christ. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. He has been made the manifold wisdom of God. And so when we lean on him and when we cry out to him, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And not only that, but God will pour his wisdom. He will give you strategies. He will give you answers, whether it's in government, in business, even in in terms of leadership in your family, uh, leadership in your church. As you lean on the power of the Holy Spirit and as you um, acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, repent for your sins and turn from the wickedness and ask God to use you for his glory. Let him shine his glory light through you. What happens is the whole atmosphere around you changes and you will suddenly make very good decisions you will suddenly, uh, you know, have a, a solution that nobody else had thought of because God will pour out his wisdom to you. He, it says in, in Corinthians, I um, has not seen nor ear has heard the things which God has stored up for those who love him. Uh, but he tells and he gives us uh, those things through the power of his spirit. He reveals them to us through his spirit as we hear his voice. Jesus said in John chapter 10, "My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they know me, and they do not follow the voice of the stranger." You know, so we hear uh, in our inner self in our gut in our in your in your belly, you know, in your spirit, you will hear from God, "Yes, this is the way. Walk in it." Whether to the right or to the left. That says that in Isaiah chapter 30. Um in chronicles in in second um second chronicles chapter 20 isn't it this is a famous scripture it's where um three different armies joined together and you know a threefold cord um is very difficult to break the bible tells us these three armies joined together um in order to conquer and overcome the people of Israel, and so Israel was left there standing watching these these armies approaching, and they had no answer they did they were not strong enough; they knew they were facing disaster, very much like Moses and the Israelites, as they were being brought out of slavery, and when they faced the Red Sea in front of them, and the, and the army of Pharaoh was behind them, there was no they had no power in themselves, they had no answer and Here, in second chronicles, chapter twenty. Jehoshaphat was the, the king of, of Judah at that time and he brought all the people together before him and he cried out to God. He humbled himself before the Lord and I believe this is a real model for anybody who's in uh, leadership or anybody who's any uh, a believer in Jesus Christ. This is what we can do uh, to intercede is come before the Lord, humble ourselves before him and ask him, Father, what is your plan in all of this? What is your strategy? Your word says that your plans to are for us are good and not to harm us, to give us a future and a hope. Please show us in Jesus' name what is the answer here. Show me how to pray, Lord. Show me, Father God, what decisions I need to make. Show me, Lord, in Jesus' name what um your strategy is. So that's what Jehoshaphat basically did. He called out to the Lord. He magnified his name. He said, Lord, you rule over all over all the kingdoms and the nations. And in your hand, is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? In verse seven, are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people, Israel, and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name saying, If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple and cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and save. So basically, Jehoshaphat spoke back to God what God has spoken to his people. If you come before me, uh, no matter what the affliction is, you come before me, you humble yourselves before me, you repent and uh, I will come and I will save you. And now, here are the people, and he named them out, Ammon, Moab, and Mount Sur, whom you would not let us invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And Father, you know, this is what our, our our world leaders need to do. They need to stop looking into themselves and looking at advisors for answers. And they need to start looking at God because I'll tell you, their advisors, all the intellect of the world cannot help them at this stage. They need to hear from God. And they need to cry to God and repent for the evil and for the sin that is going on and that is rampant um, around this world. The laws that have been brought in, that have brought curse and judgment upon our nations. The people need to repent. You know, innocent uh, people, um, ordinary everyday people have voted in laws because they have been mesmerized and influenced by ungodly, um, demonic uh, spirits that have caused them to be ignorant of God's word and to go against it and to to vote in you know uh changes into our 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 very constitutions that have given the two fingers to God and have said we don't need you we don't want you we don't want to live according to your word we want to do what our flesh desires to do we want to do what pleases us listen that's a recipe for judgment and it's a recipe for curse and disaster and that is exactly what we are seeing, playing out in front of our eyes on the world stage. Oh, our God, we have no power in ourselves. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. That's a prayer of humbling oneself, of yielding to God and saying, Father God, we can do nothing without you. And then what happened? All the people there stood before the Lord the whole lot of them, men, women and children, all equal before God. They stood before him, people of every color, every every tribe, you know, from the tribe of Judah and, and Israel stood before God. And they waited on him. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon one guy called Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah the son of Benaniah, the son of Jehiel, the son of Manana, a Levite. Well, he, you know, this is the thing about God. He's the God of detail. And He, you know exactly who he's talking about here because um, he is very given a, a great detail of this man's genealogy. And he said, Listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook, before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them. For the Lord is with you. Hallelujah. The spirit of the Lord came upon this man. And he spoke out God's word to these people. And he told them exactly what to do. He told them exactly where they would find the enemy. Uh, the way they were going to to attack the land. Uh, he, he told them where to go. And he told them what to do. He told them. He goes on to tell them to put the choir, the band, out in front of the army. And let them sing about God's goodness and how his faithfulness endures forever. And that is exactly what Jehoshaphat and the people did. And they followed God's instructions. And there they found the army, the enemy armies, exactly where God told them they'd be. But when they came to where um, the enemy had um, aligned themselves... They found that the enemy armies had been thrown into utter confusion and had turned on each other and killed each other. And that is exactly what's going to happen in all of this mess with this COVID and all of that, friend. The enemy uh, has played his hand too much and he it was going to explode in his face. I guarantee you and watch and see over the next few weeks. And even, I believe, the uh, election in America has a lot to do with this because that is exactly why this virus was construed in a lab in the first place, was to cause utter confusion and destroy the economies of the US and the world in order to uh, bring control and domination. And I believe you are going to see uh, a big turnaround But, you know, coupled with that, what we need is for people to humble themselves and to cry out to God. And especially for believers, you know, because so many churches are, you know, fighting with each other or or, um, gossiping and backbiting, stabbing each other in the back. Uh, Jesus said, you know, this is how people will know that you are my disciples, by your love for one another. And the enemy has used strife and bitterness and jealousy and um, criticism and judgment uh, to divide and conquer the church. And that is not right, friend. And so let's have a look, um, you know, just to finish off um, Let's just go to Malachi, sorry, not Malachi, Mark, chapter 16. And then we're going to pray and we're going to pray especially for our leaders, the leaders in churches, the leaders in uh, the marketplace, in business, in in, um, the leaders in government and we're going to pray for the Lord to strengthen them and for him to bless them and protect them and their families because um you know they're under tremendous pressure and they need uh they need the prayers of the saints they need the prayers of believers they need to be um scaffolded right now you know when a building um needs to have some work done to the outside of it people put up scaffolding and that is to to protect the you know, they they oftentimes it's it's to allow the the workmen to get up there, um, but also it it can be a framework for building and for restoring, and I believe that that's what the church's call right now is is to scaffold, and to form this uh, almost layer of protection around our nations, around our governments, around our communities, uh, for people to come to know the lord and for the church to intercede and cry out for god to to bless those ones who are calling um you know who are having to make difficult decisions and to to pray you know as you go out shopping isn't this one good thing listen There's a good thing about wearing a mask. You can walk right through your supermarket and pray in tongues all the way around. Father, I thank you for each and every single person in this supermarket today. I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus that you would touch them, that you would bless them, that they would come to know you, Father. It is the goodness of God that leads to repentance. I thank you, Father, for your spirit falling upon these people, Lord. Let them come to know how much you love them, what a good plan you have for their lives. I pray, Father God, that the fear of God would fall upon this very supermarket, upon this very town, upon each one of these and their families and their households, Father, that the Spirit of God would fall on them. You promised it, Lord, in Jesus' name. You said you would pour out your Spirit, Lord, on all flesh in the last days. And I praise you, Lord, that even as I walk through this place, Lord, that the Spirit of God is being diffused uh, like a fragrance right through this place, through my very presence being here, in Jesus' name. Amen. I thank you, Lord, that the light of Jesus Christ, the love of God is shining through me, Lord, and that the people that I am meeting, the people who are who will use this trolley all day after me, Father God, that they will be impacted and touched by your presence in the name of Jesus. That's how we pray, friend. That's how we intercede. Not looking at each other with suspicion or wondering who they are or what they are or giving out about wearing the masks and all this. Listen, we just need to to realise that we are under a different jurisdiction we are under the kingdom of God we are ambassadors of heaven and we are to represent God in this place not by fighting not by stirring up strife and turmoil but by loving people by strengthening and encouraging them by giving people a good word a word of encouragement listen they're hearing enough about Covid I, I just said today to my niece I wonder will people after this be able to have normal conversations? <laughs> you know, will they? What will they talk about when when COVID is all over? I reckon. You know what they'll be talking about: the glory of God, and the the miracles, the signs, and the wonders that will uh, be done by His people as the Church rises up and walks in the calling that we have been called as believers, as as uh, you know, shining lights for Jesus. We are going to see miracles, signs and wonders and no one will be able to stop it because the gates of hell will not prevail. The power of God, friend, like it says in Psalm 91 in the Amplified Version, you know, the power of God whom no foe can withstand. There is no power that the devil has that can withstand the almighty miracle working power of God. He is the God of supernatural power. And he has shown his uh, power so many times in the past and he is showing it again right now. His glory is being poured out upon this earth and he wants to use you, friend, as a vessel of honour to bring his glory, his power, his spirit, his gospel. That's what he wants to bring through you. I encourage you today. Stop getting depressed about COVID. Turn off the bloody news. And turn on some worship music i 've got some worship music here at the end. you know um I think it 's the God of miracles uh, by Jesus culture and waymaker by um well, it was written by an African lady called, I can't pronounce her name. I'm probably going to do a really bad job. Um, I think it's called like Sinach is her name or something like that. But it, the version I have on here is Michael W. Smith's Waymaker. He is the God of miracles. Even when you can't see it, he's working. Even when you don't feel it, he's working. You just need to get your tongue, your mouth aligned with his word and watch and see the salvation of God. You do not need to fight in the battle. You just need to position yourself and maybe you're in the middle of a storm situation. But what you've got to do is stretch out your legs and, you know, get yourself into a hunkered down position where you can stand no matter what the storm blowing is. God will have you to stand. He is your refuge, a very present help in trouble, like Richard is going to read from Psalm 46 shortly. But just to finish, let's look at Mark chapter 16. The Great Commission. Hallelujah. In verse... um, What verse is that? I forgot my glasses today. I think it's... Fif- mm, my goodness. Hallelujah. It's 14. Later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table and he rebuked. Jesus rebuked his his, uh, disciples and his apostles. Why did he rebuke them? He rebuked their unbelief and their hardness of heart. Be careful of hardness of heart. Keep your heart tender towards God. How we keep our heart tender is by meditating on his word, meditating on his name, meditating on the things that we have seen him do in our lives in the past, no matter how small it is. And friend, I always think that where I see God's hand the most is in the smallest things that he has done for me. Because he's that interested in you. He is the God of detail. So anyway, he rebuked them for their unbelief and their hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons." They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere and the Lord working with them confirmed the word through the accompanying signs. Listen, friend, God wants to confirm his word through you, through the signs that he will do. And you know, you can pray for people. You can tell people, you know, I'm a Christian. And I, if I, when I pray for people, they get healed. Would you like me to pray for you? And f- and you can pray for that person. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray your hand of protection upon this, my dear brother or sister. I bind all fear over them. And I break the power of every assignment against their life, against their their family. In the name of Jesus, I thank you and I praise you, Lord, for your healing power now. Jesus, by your stripes, I declare they are healed and they are set free from all fear and terror in jesus name i speak the peace of god to fall upon them lord jesus i ask you to fill them with your peace because you are the prince of peace and i praise you jesus amen that's how you pray for people so let's pray and intercede together now friend Father, we just come before you this evening and I thank you, Lord, in Jesus name for your word, Lord. We pray today for our leaders. Sorry about the dog. Of course, he just starts barking and scratching, you know. (laughs) Sorry about that. Coco is back. (laughs) Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you this evening in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your anointing. We thank you, Lord, that as we join together in agreement, you said where two or three of us would, would agree on anything on this earth, according to your will, that it is done. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now and we pray for our leaders, Lord. We pray for our government leaders all over the world. We pray, Father God, that they would come to know you. We pray, Father, that you would strengthen them in their minds, in their hearts, in their families, Lord. We pray for healing to flow in their bodies. Father God, we bind all stress and turmoil over them, those leaders. Leaders in the marketplace, Father God, we pray for uh, leaders in churches, Lord, that you would anoint them, Father God, with a fresh. Uh, pouring out of your spirit Lord tonight. In Jesus name we pray Lord for the glory of God to be revealed. We thank you Lord that you said that we would lay our hands on the sick and they would be healed. You said Father God that even if we drank or touched anything that was poisonous it would in no way harm us. Lord we plead the blood of Jesus against that virus. We plead the blood of Jesus against every attack of the enemy trying to come against us or our households. We refuse to allow that virus any access to us, to our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, to our aunts, uncles, cousins, friends, neighbours, Father God, workers, colleagues, uh, employees, Father God, church members. We plead the blood of Jesus around each one of them and their households and we refuse to allow that virus access in Jesus' name. We say, devil, the blood of Jesus is against you. You are an illegal operator and we command you to cease and desist. We curse the root of that virus and all threats from it in Jesus' name and we cut ourselves off in the name of Jesus and we Speak, Father God, for those ones who are in hospital, those ones who are sick, those ones who have tested positive. Father God, we pray for them tonight, that they would come to know you. Lord, we pray healing into their bodies. We break the power of the spirit of death and fear that has been released with that thing and that virus and with the words that people are speaking. Father God, we ask you to forgive us for negative words that we ourselves have spoken. We ask forgiveness for speaking idle words, Father God. We repent In the name of Jesus, for those idle words, we repent for every sin, Father God, in our lives, in our families, in our bloodline, back along the generations of our families. Lord, we repent for sinning against you, Father, and we ask you to cleanse us with the blood of Jesus Christ and we thank you Father God for bringing your healing power into our hearts into our minds Lord as we trust in you Lord we will not fear we will not fear but we trust in God hallelujah and when God is for us who can be against us no evil shall befall us no disaster shall come near our dwellings our homes our children in school our businesses our workplaces in the shopping um, supermarkets Father God out when we're out for in in the society lord we declare and decree no evil shall befall us no disaster shall come near us and no plague no pestilence shall come near us father god those things die in our presence because the blood of jesus christ is over us and we thank you and we praise you lord that they cannot penetrate the blood. I thank you and I praise you Lord for the power in your blood Jesus That by your stripes we are healed no weapon formed against us shall prosper, no weapon formed against you shall prosper friend and every tongue that has risen in judgment against you I condemn those tongues and break its power, I break the power of those evil words and I cancel them out in Jesus name and I thank you Father we choose Father God life today we choose to speak your word and your your word says Lord that by the stripes of Jesus we are healed your word says that we take refuge uh, under the shadow of your wings and no harm no evil shall come near us in Jesus name amen your angels are guarding us and protecting us father you are using us as vessels of honor for your glory you are using us Lord to glorify your name you will use us as beacons of light in a dark world and we choose father God to arise and shine and let our light shine before men father in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, friend.
1: Psalm 46 God is our refuge and strength, a well-proven help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains shake with its swelling. There is a, a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy dwelling place of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She will not be moved. God will help her in the early dawn. The nations roared. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted the lord of hosts is with us the god of jacob is our refuge come see the works of the lord who makes desolations in the earth he makes wars to cease to the end of the earth he breaks the bow and cuts off the spear he burns the chariot in the fire be still and know that i am god I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Amen. The Aaronic Blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. His shalom. In Jesus' name, amen.